0: The ultimate deck podcast need a show about outdoor living this is where it's at with your host shane chapman and wayla red thank you for tuning in now let the show begin yeah, yeah. the ultimate deck podcast let's go good afternoon my feathered little friend Ooh, why so feathered i don't that know it. that was what you came up with yeah that's... what was in my head for today How's it going? Pretty good. Good. Episode one ninety eight of the Ultimate Deck Podcast. Wade and Shane here with you live on YouTube. This is where we go now. Yeah, YouTube. If you don't change, if you ain't changing, you're dying. What's that's not a saying. <laughs> is that? A, I don't know.
1: Is it if you're not growing, you're dying. If you're
0: not living, you're dying. If you're not growing, you're dying. So yeah. Anyway, people are like, go back to Instagram. No. Uh. Uh-uh. uh <laughs> I don't think so. We're just gonna go on YouTube now. So yeah. Uh, subscribe or don't. Up to you. Okay. Going to get right to it. Are you getting excited for Deck Expo, by the way? We're 10 days away. Not Uh, even from leaving.
1: Like, yes. Yes and no. So, I'm really excited to go, but there seems to be a lot of stuff to do before we go.
0: You know? Like at work? Yeah. Work (laughs) things?
1: Yeah, there is. And so, there is. we had a couple of, there's a couple projects that are on the go right now, and I'm not sure that those will be done by the time we leave, and... And some of them are pretty big ones. So okay. the one for the city supposed to start. Well, that's supposed to all be done next week. No? Yeah, it's supposed to start next week, but it was supposed to start last week. And
0: Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and if it lands on the, the day that we leave, like, mm. Okay, on. fine. I'm going to ask you a few questions here, Wade. Okay. It's this or that. Would you rather... Would you rather be married to someone good-looking who doesn't think you're attractive or be married to someone who's ugly that thinks you're gorgeous? (laughs) Finally got you on one, hey? Read it again. Would you rather be married to someone who's good-looking but doesn't think you're attractive or be married to someone who's ugly but thinks you're gorgeous? And
1: like, do, so do, I, do,
0: like, do, I do. would think that that person is ugly and
1: they think I'm gorgeous or the rest
0: of the would world. Would you rather have, well, you, would you rather have a hot wife who thinks you're <coughs> ugly or would you rather have, an, uh, rather have an ugly wife who thinks you're, you're gorgeous? <sighs> tough, right? That's a tough one. It's tricky. Right when you think you have the answer, you're like, bad butt.
1: I think the second one, I think... Uh I I'm I'm all confused a, now. I'd rather have an ugly wife that I married that thinks I'm hot because presumably I found her attractive. Right? And that's In how it married. Her, her. inner beauty. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> her, whatever her, it is.
1: Her inner beauty. But like, <laughs> yeah. If she thought I was ugly, then that like then that's, so that's a tough life. Probably yeah. Yeah, you're getting cheated on for sure. Right, <laughs> but if it's the other way around, then you maybe aren't because there's obviously some reason that you married them, right? Sure, yeah. And yeah. then if they think you're attractive, then I don't know. Then then both of you should be happier. That is a that's a good one. That's a
0: doozy. I, I can't figure out where I'd be on that either. But I think I'm with you. I think I'd rather have the lesser attractive wife who thinks who's into me than some bombshell who who's not. Right. Because I think yeah. that that sounds like a that sounds like a poor life, right there. Somebody's just like, yeah, just like, the conks you're like ugly and yeah, they disinterested,
1: and no like, doubt they would, like, no doubt they would take shots at you all the time. Because
0: then what? You're like, yeah, my wife's super hot, but she won't touch me. Like, yeah, <laughs> she like, yeah, it's not great either yeah. way. But, um, now for a moment, you have to put yourself in somebody else's shoes because you don't have a boss. But would you rather <laughs> let your parents? or your boss access your browsing history? <laughs> That's some good ones this week. I would say... And if anybody's on the YouTube, you feel free to answer these yourself as well. Would you rather have your boss or your parents go through your browsing history? I w- you got to keep an eye on that thing. Make sure if people yeah, are coming. a couple of comments for sure. But.
1: Uh, I would s- I would say probably my parents could go through that yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can't get new parents you can always quit your job yeah holy man yeah um yeah because I think at the end of the day with your parents you just laugh it off be like (laughs) remember that time with your boss, that could actually affect, like, the relationship with them. Yeah. Like, your parents aren't going to disown you because you you Googled, like, women's feet. What type of... <laughs> what type something. of skates to buy. Yeah. Yeah. But your boss, it could get pretty awkward, and that could make, like, life... Not to, not to mention that, but I don't know about you, but I only see my parents every once in a while. You see your boss every day. Yep. <laughs> like, that's the... Like, you got to face that music yep. for a lot longer.
1: Uh, Scott Sheffield thinks that... Um, if she thinks you're ugly, you're not getting any. Eric True right. thinks that ugly can be fixed.
0: Holy. <laughs> that sounds like
1: a whole episode in itself. And Scott was like, are we talking paper bag ugly or what? <laughs> um, Precision Construction thinks that the uh, the boss is who he would let see his browser history. Who said that? Uh, Precision. Okay. It shows, he'd show it to the boss. Okay. So a new job
0: before new parents. Yeah. So, there you go. Okay, final one. Would you rather wake up in your underwear at work or wake up naked in the woods 20 miles from home?
1: Underwear at work.
0: Yeah, here. Like this is a pretty safe space. <laughs> right? Like here's not that bad of work. Yeah. Imagine though like it, I'm driving like here? Sure. Underwear, who cares? My old job that'd be a different story, <laughs> but even like, at that, 11th floor with 6,000 people in the building and it's like take the elevator down with the bunch, <laughs> Like, yeah.
1: But still like you have 6,000 people there. Only 11 of them know you
0: 20. It d- does the number play in. Is that factor in there for you? It's a 20 mile walk. What if it was only like a one mile walk or no, half no, no. a kilometer?
1: Uh <laughs> It's f- like, what is it outside? Minus one or minus two today.
0: Also, oh, you went temperature even. Yeah. That data wasn't even in the question.
1: Right. But if you're naked, you have like, you have, you have nothing. You have no tools to help you survive.
0: Right. And so you yeah. can't just... Unless you're a real woodsman, you make your own tools. Right. Well, that's it for Would You Rather this week. Uh, those were good ones. I feel like we've not... The other ones we've done have been too easy. They were all a little bit easier. Yep. Um, so Deck Expo, just before we get into the topic here, is November 15th, I believe it starts. The actual show starts on the 15th. Yeah. We're heading up on the 13th. So for anybody who's wanting to get together and hang out or whatever, shoot us a message. We're there on the Sunday, the 13th. We leave on Friday, the 18th. Lots yeah. of stuff going on. I'm having trouble deciding, like, what are we doing? What are we committing to? I was on TikTok Live today for earlier, and, and, like, Kevin from Raven Builders is on there, and he's like, God, there's so much stuff. And I was like, I know, I don't, I feel, I don't like to commit to any one thing, because there's so much going on. I don't want to, like, miss out on what people are doing the day of. Yeah. Like, I get this, like, it's not anxiety. It's just, like, someone's like, hey, come do this event. It's like, yeah, but what if we get there and everybody else is doing something else? Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to your event then. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's my, explains my hesitance to, like, sign up for things. Um, we booked a couple things. We are, we are probably going to the football game on Sunday. as long as our flight lands on time on Sunday.
1: Yeah. But I'm not going to make the same mistake we made with the other football games. Right.
0: There'll be no tickets purchased in advance. So if anybody wants to go to the football game with us, let us know. We're just going to buy in the day of. We're, We're probably, probably going from golfing? a scalper. Yeah. Uh,
1: golfing is booked.
0: Golfing is booked on Monday, Monday morning, morning at 7am. And I don't know what the details of that. It's me, you and Scott and Tyler Kelly and Tyler's okay yeah and I
1: believe and Tyler's already got his clubs rented he was like I'm getting them rented oh yeah we should probably phone out and do that yeah
0: Um, and then
1: he was going to reach out to some other guys that he thought might be around Monday but I don't know if they'll be in that early so okay
0: and then Tuesday night I think it is we're going to the hockey game yep with some friends from treks and Yep treks and friends we'll say treks and friends uh and outside of that are we booked for anything that's it. We're like we're going to do some podcasts when we're down there. We have some podcasts that we're going to be doing. That was asked in the live today too. Are you guys doing any podcasts from the show? Yes, we are. Details to be coming soon. But we have a we have three or four booked right we have now. Three booked right now. So we'll be. Uh, you'll be able to come pop by a couple of booths and see us there. And outside of that, there's like a bunch of other like kind of gatherings and social events that we need to decide if we're going to and then sign up for them because some of them are like limited access or you need to uh, like get tickets or whatever.
1: I clicked on yes for one of them. <laughs> for okay. one of the, like, I got a calendar invite or uh, maybe a Facebook invite or something. Okay. From Chris for Legacy Just Dex. you or am I? I don't know that you, <laughs> I don't think <laughs> he wanted you the there. Yeah. I
0: did see that one. That one's on, I think that's Monday night, actually, isn't it? Yeah. It's like Penthouse so. party or something.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it was, like, limited access. Are you going? And so...
0: Yeah, well, RSVP for me too. By the way, I did sign you up for things today. I just didn't want to bring it up
1: because what if Chris didn't want you there? <laughs> it would be like awkward.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so. no, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> Fine.
1: Um, Eric Eric would definitely take... Uh, nope, he didn't answer what he would take. He said, that's two new advantages of being a small business owner. So my guess is probably the underwear, underwear at work.
0: Oh yeah. Go, yeah, Is underwear would be in the owner? Sure, yeah. And Maybe. browsing history. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They actually might be one and the same. Why are you in your underwear? Well, it's cuz of my browsing history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, Scott Sheffield wonders uh,
1: if the previous night was why you woke up naked in the woods. Um indirect ePay question. Have you always been composite? Ooh exclusively, or do you dabble in ePay? Who's the question from, Wade? I'd like you to... K-batch 80.
0: Okay, so new person. So we're not, we aren't composite only. Uh, And just to clarify for those watching or listening, we aren't even builders. Used to be. But we're actually a dealer. We're on the retail side now. We sell the product to contractors now. Um, But we're we're not composite only. We do carry pressure-treated brown lumber and decking and western red cedar Yep, and for a while, we had carried bamboo hardwood. We're getting kind of get away from it. We do carry a bunch of different brands of composite as well mm-hmm. and PVC. We have done hardwoods. We've done some red uh, batu. Yep. Um, we've done Ipe. We don't stock Ipe, but we ordered in as needed. It's so bloody expensive right now.
1: <laughs> it's funny that this question just came up because you actually need to order some.
0: <laughs> yeah, twenty minutes ago I was like, "Hey, wait, we got to order a little bit of Ipe for this guy." Uh, and we've done concrete deck tiles. Yep. Um, We've done vinyl sheet decking. Like we do all sorts of decking.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: We are called the ultimate deck shop. This is true. So we should, we got to carry more than just one thing.
1: We'll have to change our name because I am not interested in doing vinyl sheet decking anymore.
0: Correct. The nearly ultimate deck shop. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That sheets decking can go away.
0: Almost always (laughs) finished. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Before we get onto it, follow some TikTok. We're going crazy on there. We're posting a lot. It's kind of our prime channel now. TikTok, YouTube, we love that well, stuff. Well,
1: as all kids would.
0: Instagram and Facebook as well, but uh, follow us on those other ones if you're not already. Now that the pitch is up, here are 10 improvements we would like to see in deck materials. So we put together a list of things that we just, products that are out there that we're familiar with that we think they could just be a little bit better if they could figure this out about them. Right? Yeah. And we kind of we stole from like three or four categories like decking, framing, railing, and eh, pergolas. And how we'd want to see them improved. Okay. So over the years we've seen some companies come out with improvements on these categories. Here's things we still think need to be tackled. Yeah. Number one in the decking category, composite decking that doesn't get hot. But like for real doesn't get hot. Not it, just, like just like marketing stuff, doesn't get hot. Yeah,
1: like even the stuff that doesn't get hot is still hot. Yes. And it doesn't matter what line that is. That doesn't matter if it's like moisture shield with cool deck or if it's like decorators saying that their stuff is cooler, like, or contractors saying that their stuff is cooler. It's like, it's all still hot. Yeah. There's gotta be a way.
0: That I, maybe there is and maybe there isn't. Like we, we always say too, it's like, yes, things that are under hot sun get hot. All things. There's no such thing as something that stays cold in hot sun. Yeah. Ice. No, it melts. Yeah. <laughs> like it it's warms only two. Yeah. Like so I don't know that it's super possible. Sure, it's it's possible to reduce heat that Moisture Shield has done something to reduce heat a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just like I just find I just always like to communicate that it's like it's not as it's implied. When they call it cool deck does not mean the board is cool. And when Clubos was calling theirs cool pigment technology, it's very misleading. It's yeah. not cool by any means. It's still hot. Yeah. It's just that it's one of the less hot options on the market. That's right. So we've done our we do our heat tests every couple of years. We've tested the moisture shield cool deck. We've never found it to be any cooler than other comparable colored boards from other lines. So yes, you know, the Mochaccino cool deck, whatever, is cooler than Decorator's Kaya. It's also seventy-five shades lighter in color. Yeah. When you compare it against Fiber on Cottage or, um, or Decorator's TimberTech, Tundra. Yeah. Or these lighter colored boards, it's not that much different. We're talking, like, maybe a couple of degrees. Like, a hot, when it's 110 degrees outside, 100 degrees outside, the mochaccino is 135-ish, and, like, cottage is, like, 136, 137. So, like, and that you one can't degree feel difference that. is not, you're not feeling it. But so, the
1: science lets you write that. The science lets you write it's cooler.
0: Sure. And the TimberTech whitewash is 135, 134. So yeah. it, again, it's lighter, so it stay, stays cooler too. So cool is just a very deceiving word in that it's it, they're not cool. They may be tolerable a little bit longer than some of the other darker colored comparable boards. Certainly. Well, that's what it, but it'd be nice if somebody could really figure it out to the point where it's like in our livable temperatures, if it's going to be 40 degrees or 110 outside in the beating sun, it'd be nice if you could still walk on it because there's, Hardly a brand or a color that you can do that with right now. Unless you go with these stark white or super light color. And I don't know that
1: there's anything anywhere that you can do that with. Well, so that's even the thing. At, like even a beach. Like even if you're just walking on the sand. So for me it it's like it would be really nice if we could figure out how to make that happen, but I don't know of any naturally occurring products that are even that you could even look at that would do that.
0: Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it's, what do you even start with? It's so weird that the, and this is going to be ironic that I'm saying this because we're sitting here saying, there should be a board that does this. But it's so odd that we have this expect this expectation of decking to not be hot when it's hot out. Yeah. When you're at the beach and it's that hot out, everybody's had the dance through the sand. You're like, ooh, ah, ah, ugh, ah. And then you put your flip-flops on and you get in the water. Yeah. When you're out on the sidewalk, you're like, ooh, ah, ugh, ah, ah. Yep. You're on the pavement, same thing. We cook eggs on our car hoods to show how hot it is outside yes <laughs> we know that everything gets hot in the sun yeah. but with the decking it's like but that shouldn't
1: it's my leisure space
0: Why? i would like it to not <laughs> yeah right yeah so That's it's just strange we have that expectation but if somebody could figure it out that there was an actual like real like could you unarguable difference that it could stayed
1: make it 20 degrees cooler
0: or that it just didn't get hotter than the ambient temperature outside, right? If it was a hundred degrees out, the decking floor is hundred degrees, right? That but they get hotter than what it is outside. That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. But if you could figure that out, you'd have a winner. Yep. Um, we we were gonna sort the we we're gonna shuffle them, right?
1: I said ha- I said to go in order, but it didn't matter. Okay, I fine. In
0: order, we'll stay with the decking category then. Now here's one that is very controllable that we we believe warranties should cover the install, no matter who's installing it. As long as it's installed as per the manufacturer's install instructions.
1: Yeah. And so like, this is one of the things when you were like this, we need to, these things, these are the things that need to improve in the industry or uh, no, nope. nothing still. I,
0: just, I was like, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just like, make sure you watch the comments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was. Uh,
1: when you said that it was like, things need to be improved in the industry. So some, some of these will have been improved by some vendors. Yes. and it's just like they're okay, just we'll, not we, the norm yet right? it's not the norm right yeah. yeah and so that that's one that's something that i think ha- has already been improved yeah decorators is doing that yes i just believe that it like it just makes sense to me that your warranty should be tied to the how it was installed
0: yeah and there's no real good reason from the consumer's perspective that they're not like this Right? Yeah. Like you, people often talk about like, think like the consumer, think like who you're trying to sell to, do what they want you to do. Right. But clearly the, this, the fine print in warranties and the, the exclusion of install warranty or the inclusion of install warranty, if it's done by a certain somebody is not looking out for the customer's interest. It's looking out for their own interests. Yeah. Right. And so some manufacturers will say, well, you'll get a warranty if you use one of our approved pros And then you get five years.
1: Yeah, but that approved pro can't be just any approved pro. It's got to be an approved pro who buys a lot of their stuff.
0: Right. It's based on dollars, like their revenue. That does not matter to the homeowner. And I understand they're trying to drive, give... Like, again, they're looking out for the contractor and themselves. They're trying to, like, drive the builds to their own pros. That's fine. But at the end of the day, the customer shouldn't be punished for it. If the decking is installed properly... and. The majority of decks in this country are not built by a a contractor and certainly aren't built by an approved pro-contractor. For sure. And you're never going to drive 100% of them to that. Right. There's still going to be a massive DIY market forever.
1: Regardless And there's some
0: DIYs that would build a better deck than some contractors out there. Yep. (laughs) Like. Absolutely. The word contractor does not mean high-quality work. No, it does not. You have high-quality contractors, but these things are, they're not one and the same. That's right. <laughs> so yep. uh, give the warranty as long as it's installed properly. Who cares who put it down?
1: It, it, yep. Uh,
0: the next one for decking we have is thermal stability. So this is again something that somebody has uh, tackled and it's not perfect. Decorators has a board that is very thermally stable now. Doesn't expand and contract in, in temperature as much. But everybody else does. <laughs> That's why it's still on here. So the norm is this stuff expands and contracts a lot. And even decorators does expand and contract a little bit. Nobody's like, nobody's nailed it down to be perfect. Correct. Um, but it would be sure nice if the norm in the industry was that the expansion and contraction on these things was reduced by at least to half of what it is right now on some of these boards, right? When you're talking about getting quarter-inch, five-eighths, three-quarter-inch gaps between your deck boards when it cools off, yeah, that's a lot. That's hard to hide. Vinyl siding, you've got pieces, you've got components that hides that. That's the right. The whole system is designed to to have that happen without you visually seeing it. Yep. Decking has not, we've not solved that yet. We've not hidden it properly. There's install techniques where you can hide certain things. Yes. But there's not products or trim pieces and accessories that help you to hide that finish. Yep. So it'd be nice if they would just have the board itself be more stable so you don't have to worry about it. Or come out with an accessory that hides it well, if you can do it. I don't know what that is.
1: I think that's it, right? The, the idea is, looking after the miters on a long run almost never do you see a set of stairs open up they're like four foot right four foot pieces and one foot pieces and so you can miter a set of stairs and they look fantastic yeah but you go 16 or 18 or 20 feet across the front of a deck and miter that it's just like it's hot garbage when it's over
0: yeah and so you could just not miter that's what a lot of people do now they butt their corners together they don't miter them but we have another problem These core of these boards isn't the same color as it used to be, right? Yeah. Before boards are capped, you could kind of get away with that. Now that everything's capped, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. That's absolutely a good thing. Capping is, solves many more problems than it creates. But this is the one problem it does create is that the core of the board is not colored. Yeah. So we've got, and this is not a sales pitch, just saying, I forgot that we actually have end cut paint that match, color matches those.
1: Yeah. Some of those are pretty close. And
0: they're, they're awesome. They're pretty good. So if you are looking for them, go to tuds.ca and search for accent, A-X-X-E-N-T, and there's color match paint. It comes in like a bingo dabber, mm-hmm. and you just dab it on the ends to kind of closely match the color of the board, and it gives a much nicer finish. So if you're trying to avoid those miters, go yeah. ahead and do the butt joints, dab the ends with the, the accent color match paint, and then you've got a good looking finish again.
1: Yeah, it's close.
0: Unless you're using scalloped boards. <laughs> and Then you're then yeah. you're still not a great solution. But
1: Yeah. Uh our friend and peer, Mark Westrum, believes that the expansion and contraction will be resolved by uh, climate change. We'll have more uniformed climate. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> and so we won't have to worry about the expansion and contraction because our climate will just move to one temperature. But
0: are the temperatures not increasing at the same rate on the top and bottom end of the scale? So doesn't it just get hotter as well and cause more expansion? No, I think he said think it's, it's getting not as closer. Like it's going to be less... Not as hot and not as cold.
1: Correct. I don't think
0: that's what's happening. Yeah, we're
1: paying the tax.
0: Right, the taxes. Yeah, okay. We're paying the extra taxes the and then that the will bring that back together. Sure, just squeeze it in the middle. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> uh, number six, traction. I feel a little bit silly. Six? This is starting to sound traction? like a bit of a... Well, I don't know. I shouldn't have said number six. It was number six when we decided to like... Before we decided to group well, I together. See. Okay. Four, number four. <laughs> I was like, this
1: doesn't make any sense to me at all.
0: Yeah, so traction. This is going to start to sound like a bit of an advertisement because, again, one brand has solved this traction um, really well, and that's decorators again.
1: Well, and, and I would say that Fibron's Promenade has pretty significant traction as well. There are so other there
0: brands are, in this that have uh, have got really good traction as well, yeah.
1: Clubhouse is a PVC and has great traction. Yeah. Um, Promenade, PVC, Exceptional traction.
0: Yeah. Tim Tech Azec has pretty good traction on it. AZEC has good traction. Clubhouse has pretty good traction on yeah. it. A lot of the PVC boards actually have pretty good traction. Yeah. Wolf's pretty good. Wolf
1: is pretty good.
0: It's mostly those capped composites again that don't have the great like the the wood plastic ones that for whatever reason don't have. I don't know if it's because polyethylene is more slippery than polyvinyl chloride. I like I don't know that that's the reason, but I'm not sure. But yep. um but Decker's has taken it above and beyond. So where we used to have a lot of boards that were very, very slippery, and then you had some like the PVCs we just talked about, that were like, well, these have much better traction than these very slippery ones. Now you've got decorators where it's like, well, these, it's not, these have, these have better traction. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> this is like, the industry this should, is grippy.
1: Right. It's like one person walks on that and they're like, well, the whole industry should try to get this. Yes. That, that's how good it
0: is. Yes. And, okay, well, I don't, is this supposed to be. New product launch at Deck Expo is going to involve a wood plastic composite that does have the better traction, so we yeah. can see. And I don't know if it'll be as good as the Voyage or not, but um, but anyways, it's worth like it's worth putting out there to go look at. Sure, right. But my understanding is from at least uh, I I could be wrong in this too. Unlike my TikTok trolls, like mm. to think I don't actually know everything. Sometimes I just guess. I think I'm guessing that the reason Voyage has such good traction is because of the type of embossing and like the texture on the board. I don't know that it's the material they use. Mm. So then my head goes to like, well then why couldn't other manufacturers do a similar texture and embossing on their boards to give them better traction? Right? Like why you couldn't think you So ta-
1: You really think it is? I think there's a I different think part of it. I think that's part of it, but I think there's actually a different product in there.
0: It could be diff- a combination of that too, the material too.
1: It's like a gum in it or glue or something.
0: Yeah. Come on, decorators. Somebody from UFP, throw us a bone here and tell us why your board has 30% greater traction. Absolutely not. They're not telling you that. But if you took that embossing pattern, like, so come on, if we look at something like Fibron's um, Sanctuary, uh, not Sanctuary, Fibron's Concordia line, the Horizon Concordia, Mm -hmm. the stuff is like, yeah, it's slippery. It's smooth plastic. Yep. You've got to be able to be able to put like a different texture on that to give you, like, you know what I mean? Like tires for your car. Mm-hmm. Some have much better traction than others because of the sips, <laughs> the sips, because of, not because it's different rubber, because it's a different tread pattern on it. Mm. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Just an analogy. True. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that that's part of it.
1: And some of it has to do with rubber, though.
0: Different rubbers, too, that doesn't get as hard in the right. Yeah, sure. There is a material advantage there as well.
1: So that's it's a little of both, I I
0: believe. So, and maybe it is for it, probably is for the decorators as well. Yeah, anyways. Uh, next one scratch resistance. Now, here's one where I don't know that anybody's really solved this, but there's some that are certainly better than others. There's certainly a wide, like on a 10 scale here, there's ones and there's tens. Uh, There's no tens, there's ones and there's there's one half. There's eights or nines. Yeah, Yeah. so what it'd be nice to see is if there was some like a lot more nines. Yeah. You can't have a 10. I would suggest it doesn't scratch, which isn't possible. You'll get somebody that's, that's going to be like, well, Tanzite stone doesn't scratch. It's like, yeah, okay. But that's, that's a very niche stone on your deck yep. product. And I'm sure with enough effort, you could probably scratch it. Yeah. Like so I can take a grinder out as easy as the next guy. That's right. Yeah.
1: And now they're all cordless. So that I actually could <laughs> be carrying it too. Um, so Trex Transcend probably jumps to the top of the list as far as durability goes.
0: Right. Yeah, I would say probably one of the most durable uh, wood plastic composites. Yeah.
1: And then I don't know that there's a close second.
0: I would <laughs> say that Clubhouse and Vecca, but they're both but PVCs. But those are both PVCs, right? Are, are very, very durable. But they, have, like, you know, you don't, there's not one board that has all things for everybody. No. But if you're looking for scratch resistance, Clubhouse was great. We carried it for number traction, of years. And traction, right? And had good traction, yeah. But very, very durable to scratching. Yep. And then, like, I know years and years ago, somebody was like, VECA, vecca has got great scratch resistance. I was like, okay, well, maybe it does. Uh, and they're like, and great um, impact resistance, which would be odd for PVC. That was one of the things that yes. PVC was known for is like great scratch resistance on some of them, but dents are possible in it. And so it's hard to believe, but we got some DECA and then we just like beat it up. Mm-hmm. And surprisingly, like great scratch resistance and yep. really tough to put a dent in it with a hammer, like as good as the composites would be right so if you're looking for scratch resistance those three brands now the problem with that is that trex is very easy to find so f- that's fine vecka Clubos not nearly as easy a to find harder
1: to find those yep
0: and you may be like you may have to balance what what they do they're going to expand and contract a lot like Clubos expands and contracts like crazy so if you want the scratch resistance and you're okay with the expansion well then that might be for you yeah So, but
1: if you live in a climate, like maybe you're in like Southern Ontario or you're in BC where the climate swings aren't nearly as bad
0: or earth in six years. Yeah. (laughs) After we all get our
1: taxes paid up. Yeah. It's just that like for us, we have such huge temperature range, right? Like it's, we have an 80 degree Celsius
0: range. Yeah. I think I have a, I have an ADHD range personally, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, yeah, we're, we're pretty much the extremes here. And we always tell vendors that too. Like, you want to test some shit out? <laughs> Send it here. Yep. Why? Because it's minus 40 Fahrenheit in the winter in February. And it's
1: 110,
0: 110 in July. So you want to see something go through a, a freeze thaw cycle? Yep. We have like 180 freeze thaw cycles a year where it's like, yep. it's does it every morning and night. And sometimes throughout the day, it'll go back and forth <laughs> between freezing and thawing. It's like, you want to test stuff? Test it here. Yep. And if it good if it's good here, it's probably good everywhere on this continent. Yep. Now if you're wanting to blast it with pure heat, then sure, put it in put it in Texas. In Phoenix or wherever, right? Yeah. Just cook it. But um, yeah. Next one is oh, we're done with the decking ones. Look at that. On to the framing. We should have done this in a different order. Framing yeah. makes sense. So for wood framing. What would you like to see from wood framing? How can we improve wood framing? We all talk about how it's like not as good as it used to be and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So I don't know that you can
1: like, I don't don't know. I don't know that there's anything that you can do. It would be nice if the wood was more dense, but I don't think we can do that now. We consume wood at such a rate that you have to have fast growth cut, right? Yeah. And if the wood was a little more dense, it would like, it would hold up longer, You know, it wouldn't, like it would actually hold better for one. You could put screws in it it would hold and then it wouldn't rot out as fast.
0: Yeah. It wouldn't take on that moisture as easy.
1: So, uh, the only thing I think you came up with was KDAT
0: lumber. It'd be nice if the industry moved to that. So there's, I guess, a couple things we could have mentioned here, um, one, we, they, we all talk about how the treatment isn't as good as it used to be when they used to put harmful chemicals in it, when arsenic oh, used to in yeah. these things. It was like, yeah. it lasted longer when there was arsenic in it. It was like, yeah, but you didn't last as long. <laughs> that was <laughs> how I stopped doing that. It's like, yeah, your deck will last for 40 years, but you'll, you've will probably only got like 10, 15 more left <laughs> in you after yeah. working with it. Uh, so it's still out there for commercial projects or docs or special scenarios, but for residential applications, you don't really use CCA lumber anymore you now are using stuff that doesn't have that arsenic in it, which they say doesn't work as well. So that's part of it. The other part of it is we're getting it and it's young growth and it's, it's soaking wet sometimes when it shows up. It's just mm-hmm. like the industry is just pushing it through so fast that um, it shows up and when it dries out, it causes a lot of problems. It mm-hmm. twists and warps and cracks and checks and everything else. Mm-hmm. And that can cause a lot of issues at install and after install. And then there's also the inconsistencies with how much water attention is in, is in it and how much it swelled to some random dimension. It's supposed to be seven and a quarter, but it might be seven and three eighths. It might be seven and a sixteenth. Like yeah. variations that big are, are not super common, but the variations within like eighth or three sixteenth of an inch very common.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And then imagine, like, and then it dries out once you put it in
0: at mm-hmm. a different rate. That's the biggest problem. You can sort your lumber, you can rip your lumber down, you can do whatever you to to. Get the boards all the same size day one.
1: Plane it. Like, put all this effort into it to make yeah. it look good.
0: The problem is when it dries out, it may not dry out the same way. So, range. we had that happen to us. There's a deck that we built,
1: like, probably two years ago. And there's one joist in the middle of that deck that will not calm down. <laughs> it, like, it won't.
0: Hey! Keep her down out there! <laughs>
1: right. It So, crown up. No problem. We got it. We figured out which way the crown up was. And that we have taken that spine board off two times and planed it down to get it back. And it continues to crown higher and higher and higher. Wow. We can't like, it's
0: now a two by six
1: in the middle <laughs> of it. It is right. Yeah. But yeah, I, like I don't know that we'll ever get it. I think we,
0: yeah. So that stuff, like that's crazy. So the nice thing about the, the KDAT, the kiln dried after treatment is that it's going to stay more consistent for from the time of install till afterwards because you've already taken most of the moisture content out or got it down to a usable level where you're not going to expect a bunch of twisting and warping and and cracking, right? Yep. So it'd be nice if all the lumber was that way. It'd it'd be nice if you didn't have to seek out and find more expensive KDAT lumber because whatever, it'd be nice if it was just all like that. Like I've shot, I've taken the moisture meter to some lumber that's come in before, it's it's north of 50%. Right, like it shows up and like and it dries out fast. The, in our environment here, if we're in the middle of July and it's 40 degrees out. Yep. Celsius for our American friends, 110, 115 degrees out. And windy. And windy. It's and always windy. dry here to begin with. We yeah. only have 19 precipitation days a year. Yep. Uh, it dries out within a matter of a few days. That's why people are like, oh, I'm not going to stay in it for a year. I was told I have to leave it for a year. A year? Yep. Yeah. Go have lunch and come back. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's if you leave
1: a fence a year, most of those boards will be popped off your fence.
0: <laughs> right. Here, by the time you come back in a year, the damage is done. Yeah, the board is checked and crapped and worked and twisted, and it's already dried out, and it's you, you right. can't condition it now. Like yeah, you have like
1: probably three weeks would be good. Two to three lots, weeks. Lots,
0: lots. Yeah. So I've taken, I've, ta- I've followed a board from here at fifty percent. Uh, maybe it wasn't that. Uh, 50, that one was. taking it to site on our rent patios, shot it again three days later, and it had already dropped from whatever it was, 38 to 18, like in three days. Wild. So it dries out fast. Now, if you're in a super humid climate that has 260 precipitation days a year, so Tacoma or like Surrey, BC or something where it's just like rains all the time, it's obviously going to take a lot longer to dry out in those humid environments. Correct. So... To each your own. That's why there's people ask, like, how long am I supposed to wait? It's not a time issue, it's a moisture content issue.
1: I tell people 19% moisture. And then they look at you funny. I was like,
0: well. Yeah, one week to a year. That's what it is. Depending on where you are. Yeah. So, anyways, KDAT would solve a lot of the problems that we have with wood framing. A lot of the frustrations with wood framing, (coughs) excuse me, could be solved with just drying lumber before it shows up so that you're using dry lumber, drier lumber. Yeah. To avoid all these issues, Steel framing has become a, a major thing.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty serious alternative now.
0: Yeah, like we've gotten some major traction. Steel framing's been out for a long time, but now that you've got multiple competitors in market, yep. Uh, now you've got a much more uh, awareness in market about it. You've got a lot of contractors who see the value and benefits of it and have just switched to it. Yep. The wheels are in motion for that to start to gain more acceptance in market. Yep. So it's fantastic. When you look at products like the two top dogs, I would say in the steel industry right now would be Fortress Building Products with their Evolution Steel Ooh. line. Yep. And who am I wearing today? Newcastle. Newcastle Steel. My hat is on backwards. Yep. But I should have put it on forwards for them. Uh, and Newcastle Steel, which is a new company that purchased the old Trex Elevations product, improved upon it, and re-released it essentially as Newcastle Steel.
1: And he um, was a... So Jason was an installer who then yep. believed in it so much that that he bought it.
0: Yeah, Trex was getting out of it and he's like, nope. Yeah. Like that can't go away. <laughs> so he's given it a second life, improved upon it. Yeah. And now we have two really good alternatives in the market. And that's and then we've got Bailey coming out with their steel framing. And then there's, of course, just the option of just using light gauge steel um, from any steel manufacturer that you could use as well. But there's three well-known systems coming that are in market or coming to market right now so it's really kind of legitimized steel framing as an option for your deck yep it fixes so many of the problems we just discussed about with uh the wood framing however one area we'd like to still see improved is the stair systems for these so yeah newcastle steel still doesn't really have a stair system they've got Uh, instructions on how to use their existing components to make stairs. But it's a bit more tedious than what Fortress has come up with. Fortress has actual stair components and accessories to make it easier. If your stairs are four feet wide or divisible by four. Yeah. (laughs) Or narrower than four. Yeah. Because they've come up with their stair trays, which is great if your stairs are four feet wide. As soon as you get to a wider dimensioned, That's not like eight or 12 feet or something like that. If you're like five feet, now you've got some choices to make. Six is okay. Six is okay if you can use that that material and cut the trays in half, sure. Yep. Um, But then that does force you to put stringers where you maybe don't need them technically, right? Like at six, you're going to have like probably four and twos. You have this weird string in the middle, which I guess if you're hiding it and trimming it out, then nobody knows it's there or whatever. Yep. Um, So it's a good system. Not perfect. It'd be nice if somebody came up with something that was a little bit more flexible with the dimensioning of the stairs, both in width and depth. Now, they have come out with their depth. They have a depth-adjustable one. Now, I can't remember what the range is on it. Fortress has. Fortress has. Um, so you can go a little bit Yeah, I don't think it's step. enough to go like
1: three trays. No, right? I feel like or it's like boards.
0: it'll go from like 10 to 12 inches or something like yeah,
1: that. Yeah, or 11 and a quarter or something. But anyways. Yeah,
0: it's not a huge range, but it does help. So if you're using five and a half-inch boards or five and a quarter-inch boards, yeah, and that half-inch difference with the two boards... Uh, it'll it'll adjust for that. That's kind of the purpose of it. It's not enough to be like, I want to do a three board tread. Yeah. So th- they've added some flexibility, in which is fantastic. Uh, width wise would be good. Now, Fortress will tell you, like if you have an odd width that you need to do, just do, do them all in stringers then. Yeah. Don't use the trays. And it's like, oh yeah, I guess I could do that. It just drives up cost a bit, right?
1: Right. But also the connection for those stringers, like their adjustable stringer, uh, sorry, their adjustable step that fastens onto the two by six. Yeah. Like there's a lot of screws in the side of that thing.
0: Yes, it makes trimming out the side of the joist a pain in the ass.
1: You could probably just put a screw on the, like on the two by six. Like you could take metal screws and put them into the two by six and then leave it there as a as a backer or a wedge, right? Because all yeah. up the side you have a whole whack of screws, and then on the two by six, if you were to tighten that down, it would rock in. So, so you could likely just put screws all in the bottom of that two by six, and then your fascia would hit against that wouldn't roll in on you
0: right yeah the I, other I, thing is why can't they i'm just like thinking out loud here why does that stair adjustable stair bracket have to mount like over both sides of that stringer why couldn't it mount on a single side you know what i mean why couldn't the screws be all on the inside of that stringer yeah so that they're not exposing the outside which makes trimming on the outside much easier sure that just would mount really it to good. one side yeah because when you go and put your tread on top of that it can't where it can't go anywhere once you've Fasten the tread or the tray. The tray is going on it, right? It doesn't need to grab both sides and have those screws in the way. Come on. Yep. If we can solve these problems on this podcast. yeah. Well,
1: Scott's in here. He's no (laughs) doubt taking notes right now. Sheffield, take Uh, it to the bank. The other one was having that tray extend. So their stair system
0: is is a good system. It solved the major issue with the Trek system elevations when it was out. They didn't have a stair solution. Correct. Nor did they have posts, right? And so- Yep. Fortress came out and was like, uh, we'll have posts and stairs. There's no point in doing a 90% steel frame deck. So, yeah, it certainly solved the problem. Yeah. We're just looking. These are how to improve things a little bit, right? Yeah.
1: Eric says that Bailey's stair system is really good.
0: I'm not as familiar with Bailey's stairs. I don't know if I knew that Bailey had a stair system yet. So, I'll have to look. I think they're called True Deck. Is that right? I don't Bailey know. Bailey True Deck?
1: We'll find out here.
0: Um, So, that's good. The, the nice thing about having multiple competitors in market is that they're going to learn off each other? They have and to push each other. Right? There's no doubt that Bailey probably had a look at Fortress's stair system. And was like, well, we could do this a little bit better. And then Fortress probably at some point would be like, mm. right, here's the here's the pain points. Let's improve this.
1: Shane said we should attach to the one side. So now let's do that. Right. That's we should
0: fly Shane and Wade down here to to the plant to yeah. have a day session on how to. Prom- <laughs> they don't need us. <laughs> <laughs> Call Scott Kelly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but that's anyways, that's the truth. There's there's certainly uh, while these are. At, Fantastic products. That's one area that we've noticed just through our managed installs that we kind of like oversee and feedback from contractors that that would be kind of nice if there was just like, it's good, but it'd be better if it was a little bit more flexible. Yeah. That stair system. Yeah. So take it for what it's worth. Next up, railing. Uh, I believe if I was counting, this would be number eight. Um, two-parter here. Railing systems should be panelized. Prove me wrong. I won't. (laughs) I can understand a little pushback on this. I think panelized systems that are pre-assembled in panels are awesome because they just cut down your install time so significantly. Now, I get it that the transport and the stocking space required for that at a dealer and transportation to and from a job site is more difficult with them because they're not packed down into small packs. You can't throw them in the trunk of a car. Like for a homeowner, they can pull up a Honda Civic and take home a railing package if they're doing Regal. Yep. Right. They probably can't if they're doing Fortress or some other pre-assembled panel system.
1: Yeah, but Re- Regal does have a panel system. But sure.
0: Anyways. Yeah. In their other line, um, the panelized system makes things so much easier. What is not acceptable, in my opinion, is any manufacturer of railing that still makes you mount your own brackets. <laughs> now on composite systems like tracks. I sort of get why on those ones, and it's also not hard to mount those brackets on those ones. It's pretty easy. When you're going into metal, that becomes a much trickier thing.
1: It's just so permanent when you put that screw in, right? It's and just it over.
0: has to be so precise. Yeah. Right? You can bang, like the way that the the way that Trex mounts those little undermount clips on the on a railing post, and you drop your sleeve over top. If that thing is twisted a little bit, it ma- it doesn't it makes no difference. Yeah. And it's also adjustable. If it's not perfect, you just like loosen the screw, adjust things a little bit, retight. But with metal, you have to be so precise, and one sixteenth can throw the whole thing off so that the panel doesn't fit. <laughs> and then you can't. I wonder if they could really just change that
1: screw a little bit on the on their post brackets. So imagine if it was a pan head screw as opposed to a tapered screw, and sure. the hole was a little bit
0: bigger. So if you, you were actually slop then a little bit, yeah, yeah,
1: then you actually could adjust it a little bit and then yep. tighten that screw up, and so it would square. But that tapered screw that they put in is like, you have a spring punch and like, hopefully you're not even a uh, 30 second off. Because yep. if
0: you are, it's crooked and yep. the, and there is no fixing And then your caps don't snap on. So that's with one brand. I just finished watching a couple of videos on TikTok. One from Promes Construction, uh, who does fantastic work. I was not familiar with him until kind of found him on, on TikTok and was like, this guy does everything like really, really well. Like you want to find a guy who's like, does everything to the beyond the book yeah like everything is taped and everything's overbuilt and everything's like he built a good deck um but he was installing westbury rail on this big project he had and one of the videos he made was here's a tip make sure you pre-install your brackets on the ground like with your post laying down before you mount them it'll save you tons of time and i'm and i'm like how why is anybody still selling railing without the brackets pre-mounted i don't don't, and i don't want to hear the like well it's easier for inventory you only have to carry one post yeah but then for the Consumer go who's back doing to that
1: it. yeah go back to the like for the customer right what works the best for them don't worry about you or your dealer
0: yeah I it's just like I I we are a dealer and we stock three brands of rail they all have pre mounted brackets so therefore you have four five six post SKUs but that's okay. It beats the snot out of people coming back and, and bitching and complaining because the, the railing was nearly impossible to install properly. Thanks so much
1: for like, this panelized system. I saved just enough time putting the pickets in that I wasted it putting brackets on my post.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and what? not only that, but from the dealer's perspective, from our perspective, what does it matter? If I'm going to carry 100 posts, what, are, what does it matter if it's 100 blank posts and a bunch of brackets or it's 20 ends and 20 lines and 20 corners? and You know what I mean? Like, you're still going to carry the same number of posts because if you don't have the ends and in the corners, you're just going to blow through the blanks way faster. Right. You still have to carry the same number of posts. Yep. They're all in the same box still. It doesn't really take up that much more space. But we've literally had some vendors, not names, not mentioned, try to sell us on their railing system because we've only got one post skew. And it's like, that's not the benefit that you think it is right now. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I hear that and I'm like, that sounds shitty. Yeah. Well, no, that means you have to carry less inventory. No, it doesn't. I have to set up a couple less SKUs in the system, but that, so what? Yeah. You saved me five minutes of time for a lifelong of pain. Like. That's right. (laughs) So.
1: Yeah. And then you have customers coming back being like, like, that was legit a pain in the ass. Yeah. I was like, "Uh, I believe
0: it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's what like start, like pre-mount your brackets. Come on. Or, or you better make it so bloody simple to do it that it can't be messed up and it's not a deterrent to using the system. Yeah. So. Yep.
1: Yeah, I think that, yeah, that's it. Good. Yeah, great point.
0: Railing, again, there on stairs. Are. Better stair system for railing.
1: Um, This was me talking about the connection at the top and the bottom. Uh, the universal angle brackets or the, the adjustable brackets that people use to connect rail to post. Like, they're just clunky looking. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like, they don't look good. Yeah, I agree. I believe that, Fortress has probably done the best job of any bracket that is out there.
0: Fortress has a pretty decent looking... Their simple stair bracket. bracket.
1: Like their simple stair bracket is nice. And their swivel brackets also that are on the deck are also quite good. Like they look great, really. Uh, Century and Regal, man, those are just like... They're just two big knuckles.
0: Yeah. So they don't look great at all. Yeah. They're a pain to mount and install. Pain pain to be precise with. They don't look great. Um, And what else was I going to say about that? There was a third thing I was going to say. Maybe about the
1: lighting. When you run, like with Regal and you run the lighting through there, there there isn't a place to actually run that lighting through. So now it comes out of the post and gets kind of cinched up tight to the edge of the knuckle because it can't travel through.
0: Yeah, it's not ideal. Um, Century... Did, because we, we have them, special order fixed <laughs> How many? brackets? How
1: much would you sell them listen,
0: for? Listen, if anybody's <laughs> on here, <laughs> if, any, if any of you 27,000 people that listen to this podcast are stocking century railing and you want Six. a sweet deal, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you want a sweet deal on some century stair brackets that, I'm not kidding you, they're way better than the swivel bracket, as yep. long as you're not off by more than 30, like you have a standard rise and run, they'll work. If you're too far off it, they won't. But a fixed actual like welded bracket, that looks good. It's clean. Install's easy. I really like them. We have an excess of them, <laughs> and I would, it's just I would love to give you a great deal on them.
1: Yeah, it's just a, like most DIY customers are used to seeing the knuckle system, and that's what they want. That's right. what they
0: choose. Yeah.
1: So, anyways,
0: so a pre-welded bracket is great. Of course, it's less flexible because it, you know, you're th- you 35. you have to be thirty-five or within a half a degree of that to make that bracket to make that work. However, they also have you can get thirty-twos and thirty-eights, whatever. You can yeah. get different. Different size brackets, but um, certainly the the knuckles that'll give you like whatever it is, 150 degrees or whatever. It's like you're giving a, like, A, you don't, there's no need for it to swivel that much in that That's application. Right. So then, in who any cares? application.
1: Yeah. Because even on the deck,
0: like, you don't need anything more than like 80. Right. Otherwise, you just do a 90 degree in the corner. Yep. So, yeah, it's not needed, because that's, I guess that's the one nice thing about the universal angle brackets from, like, regular Century, is that you turn them sideways and they become your angle brackets for your decking. Oh, that's really good. One less skew. But who cares? (laughs) Yeah. So, that's the biggest complaint we get about those systems, is the stair systems are a little bit wonky, and they don't look great, how they tie into the post. Yeah. There are brands like Vista that have a better system, maybe not perfect either, but, They've got a whole mortise into the post, which you just slide the rail right into and then just stick a soft tap and screw through the rail into the post. So
1: I think that like, I really like that system.
0: I think it looks better. I still think it's like, it's not perfect either. You've got this big hole in the post. There's a lot of slop and play in there to adjust for the, the different size of, um, or the different angles. Yeah. They need to rack it to. So there's a, but, like a, a sloppy hole that it's going into. It doesn't look great. Then you have your screw on the side of the post. It doesn't look great. Um, So it's not perfect, but it is, for install, works much faster. Dealer side slash install side, you have separate posts now for every position on the stairs. Yeah, you have a
1: top post and a bottom post.
0: Yeah. And so those change up now. You have extra skews there. And if you've ever seen, I don't know if they've changed this yet, but man, they're they're stair, I don't know what they call them, They're stair brackets to go on on a blank side of a post. So if you, for some reason, let's say you were tying into a wall, or a roofline post, or into oh, yeah, a wind okay. wall post or something that yeah, didn't yeah. have the whole mortise out. Yep. The bracket that they used to put on there was offensive. Okay. <laughs> like, it was like a Kleenex box screwed to the side of a oh. post to create the big mortise-like hole yes, yes. slide the post in. It was like, it was the most atrocious looking bracket that the market's ever seen, I'm right. sure of it. So I'm, I'm. they they were like, how are we going to do this? probably solved that since then.
1: Why don't we just take six inches of the post and then screw that to the wall?
0: Basically. <laughs> yeah, basically it like stood off the post like two full inches, like this yeah. box. You'd mount a box inside with a hole in it. Anyways, it was not ideal. So it's better. Not the perfect system, but better. Yeah. I still think that probably my of the railing brands that I have experience with, probably Fortress Home Rail system is likely the best stair system because how you measure and figure out your your panel that racks, it's all hinged and racks, which is awesome. Yep. You cut it straight. You don't have to figure out the skewed dimensions and the skewed Mm -hmm. measurements to cut everything. Mm -hmm. Like, you just mount your brackets at the same height no matter what the racking is going to be. Yep. Which is predetermined with the template in the box. You mount those, take your measurement for inside brackets, inside bracket, measure the panel straight. Yep. Rack it and drop it in. So that's pretty simple.
1: Did the AL-13 not the home version and they had those templates that were on that you had to hold onto the post but you weren't allowed to line like you didn't line them up with the edge of the post and you didn't line them up with the top of the post it was supposed to be the bottom of the post but you could never get to the bottom of the post because of the the
0: welds yeah and there was like the post is three inches wide make the template two and a half so that they still have to pay attention to centering it
1: right (laughs) what so we just did the home like i was out and i helped tyler do a home rail stair one and that uh template now lines up on the edge of the post it's like line it up on the edge of this post and then these are center and it's like it's like Ah, you take a spring punch yeah and you can go punch punch and it and it worked perfect right so that like those have improved
0: that's good yeah slowly but surely they're improving right yeah um so this like somebody pay attention to those stairs a little bit and maybe there is one out there that's figured it out really well we just they just don't have the we haven't seen it. Yeah, Not in the market is it. tight, right? Yep. We'll see when we're down at deck expo, and maybe IBS. Maybe somebody's come out with a really wicked stair system. It's entirely possible. Yeah, let's so. hope. And if you're that person, shoot us a message. Show us. Uh finally is Pergola's. Pergola or Pergola? Pergola. That's yep. how I say it. I really wish there was a maintenance-free, easy to install, kitted. Decently priced pergola system.
1: Yeah, we have those kitted ones that we picked up from uh, my patio, and they're pretty light gauge. Those ones, yes.
0: There's, there's absolutely you can get some of these things, some of those four things in a pergola system. Um, and if you're just looking for a pergola, it's, yeah, like a box store pergola that comes out of a box, which is exactly what those my patio ones were. It's a yeah. box store pergola. Then sure, that works okay. We love the Toya Grid system. Um, yep, because it's very modular and flexible, so you can get it in different sizes, you can get it in different shapes, you kind of, like, you've got a lot, even though it's a system, there's still a lot of customizing and stuff you can do. Um, the only, and they're, and they're reasonably priced. The parts themselves are, are expensive, but the, as a system, it's a pretty good price for a pergola. The only problem is it works with wood posts, and people are like, I don't want the maintenance. Do you have a, do you have an, a maintenance-free post for it? And they don't. That said, we do have our Fortress Evolution steel framing posts that are three and a half by three and a half. They'd work. Yep. Right? You could do a completely black pergola in that, no problem. There are some other posts out there, and I can't remember the names off the top of my head, that are like uh, like lock-mitered hollow posts that are structural. I can't remember what they're called.
1: Yeah, I don't remember that either. And they're painted, like yep. they've got
0: a finish to them. Those could maybe work as well. Um, they probably do require a bit of maintenance because they are a painted surface on them, but at least they're not just bare treated or bare cedar, like they'd have some life to them. So you could maybe do something like that yeah. too. But it'd be really nice if there was, if there was a, a maintenance-free version of a Toya grid, as a whole kit.
1: Yeah, I like I hadn't thought of that. It hadn't occurred to me to do that, the Toya grid and the Fortress stuff until we were talking about it up here.
0: Yeah. I was like, oh, huh, well for sure that would work. Why wouldn't it? Yeah. It drives the cost up because the steel posts are like they're they're structural steel posts, so yeah. they're they're there. But they pr- they're still as yeah, it's a 11, whole system eleven gauge decent, or something, right? They're yeah, heavy. it'd still be a decently priced pergola system. So I think it's the closest thing we have right now. And then within your you know at the top, um, toys has got their shade sails. You got mosquito nets. You got all these accessories you can do at the top. They'd still mount just the same way, yeah. or you could do a more traditional. Like rafter style pergola, if yeah, you wanted just run to, run some
1: trusses over it, and
0: yeah. So I think like even though we haven't sold it that way yet, it's just in my head and not uh, not being sold that way. It's that's one step closer to having something like that. Yeah, but it's you're mixing and matching two systems. Certainly.
1: Uh, so Scott Sheffield had to apologize. He was on a conference call, probably about the stair brackets. There are so many ways <laughs> you can install them, and that's what we're actually testing. And I did take some notes down for the stairs. Thank you. Yeah. Um, and then Eric says, doesn't Fortress have a pergola kit, question mark, or soon to come out, question mark? So I don't, I don't know if I know of a kit, but I know that they are certainly working on more and more components around pergola ideas. Like when they put it together, it's like, well, this would work for a pergola. This
0: would work yeah, for we've, a pergola. We've actually sold their system more for pergolas than we have for decks by a little bit, but it's yeah. not... It doesn't check all the boxes I mentioned, right? It's it's not a kit it's per se. Yep. It's not inexpensive because it is all steel framing, structural components. It it does run the cost up a little bit doing it that way. Yep. Um, I wouldn't say that it's easy and DIY friendly. You I would agree that it's probably
1: it. not DIY friendly.
0: Right? Like when you look at toyo Grid, which checks off three of the four boxes, it's just the maintenance aspect of it. That is DIY friendly. You don't have to cut. You, you can install the whole thing with a drill. Where like you don't you don't yeah. need to cut anything, yeah, necessarily, right? Maybe some
1: so, timbers, but
0: yeah, yeah, maybe though. But if you're doing an eight by eight, like you don't have to, yeah, you could put it up without cutting anything, yeah. Um, and so certainly the fortress system is not that, but it's absolutely checks a lot of those boxes and is a, is a great way to do it. If there's yeah. more and more of those things going up. They can look great. The one we have in our outdoor showroom, when you trim it out a little bit, looks sharp. Yeah, you like bet. They can be they can be really really nice. It yeah. just doesn't quite check all the boxes, but that's why it's an improvement. Not a new product.
1: That's right. So
0: We need to get 3M involved in this, you know? Just because they think well or what?
1: But yeah, I don't know. I, like I remember, a, wasn't there like a marketing campaign based around 3M? It was like, we don't invent things. We just make them better.
0: Oh, maybe. Right? And yeah. it
1: was like some, it was a few years ago. Yeah. Who knows all the days run together now. But they used to, like they had a, an ad that was just like, that's what we do. Yeah. We don't invent things. We
0: just make them better. Yeah. It's like, oh yeah. That's what it takes sometimes. Tweaking, not not reinventing the wheel. Uh, Once again, we'll be at Deck Expo, the 13th to the 18th. If you want to connect, shoot us a message. Uh, If you're looking to have us at your booth at Deck Expo, we've still got a spot open, one, thing. think. So if you're looking for uh, some collaboration at your booth, uh, send us a message to podcast podcast at tuds.ca, T-U-D-S.ca. We're also looking for more contributors to the TENS episodes. And some feedback. How are those going? Are you enjoying the tens episodes? They're what fine. do you think? They're fine. <laughs> they're okay.
1: <laughs> no, I really like them. Um, we're because looking for like more somebody room. else's voice.
0: Yes, right. Not just listening to us yeah. ramble on about whether you'd rather take a shit in the woods or wake up <laughs> with somebody else's <laughs> wife. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, shit in the woods every time. <laughs> yeah, I would. Uh, if you're looking, if you're interested in doing an episode of that or multiple episodes of that, shoot me a message. I can get you set up. And uh, with the link that'll allow you to record your episode and we'll, we'll put it up there. So that'll be fun too. That was not the button I thought I was hitting <laughs> The way you
1: hit that, I was like We're exiting, and then it was like And then all the people cheered for us
0: hey, See you Thank next you week. for listening to the Ultimate Deck Podcast Now you know what we're about Check the site, come and shop UltimateDeckShop.com Hit us right away for sponsorships So tell us if you want to collaborate Let's go, check us out on any social networks Thank you for listening